teenage girl. Oh no. It is absolutely ridiculous. So anytime there's an announcement happening within the school district, my phone rings off the hook for like 10 minutes straight. <laughs> That's because we have four kids in the school district. <laughs> I only need one call. That's fine. Well, that's all. Send me a text message. But no, I call a text message. I'll get emails. It's ridiculous. So they're making effort to make sure parents know what's going on. But man, it is. It's like a teenage girl trying to call somebody. Welcome to another episode of Spill. You're, you're, it takes you behind the book. Wait, you're you're all broken up, Katie. Hang on a second. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me intro real quick. I've just got to open email so I know what to say at the intro to our show, which I guess maybe I should probably know. Uh, <laughs> but wow. yes, welcome to Spilling Ink. We're we're very very happy to have everyone here. So let me do this. Do, 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 do. Hi everybody. Searching <laughs> a Gmail. I knew what to say. <laughs> yes, yes, I know, but you're all you're all garbly, garbledy gook. Oh man, where did it go? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, this is spilling ink. You're watching spilling ink with Katie, Jason, and Jane. That actually wasn't in the script. I I, uh, I added that there. Um, but I do, I do want to say a special thank you to our sponsor, Creative Edge Publicity. That's what I was looking up to make sure I didn't uh, <laughs> misrepresent them. Uh, Creative Edge, your brand, your future. Uh, Creative Edge are advocates of collaboration and believers in partnerships in the ever-changing literary industry. Um, and we really appreciate them making it possible for us to have this beautiful video platform and supporting the audio podcast as well. So thank you very much, Creative Edge Publicity. So, um, yes, and now on with the show. Katie, are, are we still, are we fixing connection issues? How is it looking on your end? Uh, am I still breaking up over here? Oh, that's better. It's, it's better. That's it's a little better. Marginally. Yeah. Murphy's oh. Law. It's always Murphy's Law over here. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy it's not me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we do this show live, so all mistakes are out there for everyone to see. Well, you know, I actually think that's a lot more fun. Do you remember the first couple of years we actually used to edit these bad boys and edit them so they were as perfect as they could be and then put them out? But it was like, you know, that was no fun. And and I, I feel like these live shows are more authentic. It's like, yeah, this is who we are. I mean, you get to see the the perfection that I embody, and then, you know, everybody else <laughs> just kind of doing their thing. And it, You know what? It does yeah. speak to the nature of, of the way we created the show. We wanted to go behind them and actually meet the people who are in publishing. And the best way to meet them is to have a casual conversation rather than a hard interview. <laughs> Katie, Katie, you're <laughs> cracking me up, dude. <laughs> Every fourth word is cutting out, Katie. I'm so sorry. Well, so, okay, so I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> you you all know our uh, amazing hosts, Katie and Jane. We're also joined tonight by Christine Raymond. Christine, how are you? Good. I'm good. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and also Jen Taylor. And Jen, I don't know that I know you. Have you been on before? No, you don't know me. This is my first time. Awesome. With the I mighty know. Jason Lavelle. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking the the mighty Joe King or whatever the the, the big gorilla movie. Oh okay. yes, that's correct. I don't, yep. I don't know what Joe the Young. Is. Joe, Joe Young. Yes, we thank there you. We <laughs> well, since we since we have some guests tonight, let's hear a little bit uh, from them about kind of who they are and and what you like to write. Jen, you want to go first? 
I have one book that I've published. It's a self-help memoir. So I wrote memoir. about memoir. Yeah, I just like to say the word. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's about my life. It's supposed to help you in yours. That's pretty much the gist. <laughs> so I grew up um, with a lot of dysfunction and um, some pretty tough stuff. So I wrote about that. And also, the in retrospect, we build a toolbox without realizing it when we're going through stuff that's really tough. People can probably relate to that today. And so uh, it was one, to make people feel less alone and two, to help people recognize that we're building a toolbox and this is mine and if that helps, that's great. So I, I also have a podcast, website. I'm a coach and a speaker. So what's your podcast? My podcast is called The Naked Podcaster. Awesome. We are, I'm three years old on May 2nd of 2020. Um, yeah, thanks. It's coming up now, in a what, month. And what makes it a, a naked, what, what what makes it the naked podcast? <laughs> like you're open and raw with pe your feelings or are you actually in the nude doing it? No, I'm in the nude. Yeah, nice. I'm in the nude. <laughs> I so, didn't know that was a thing we were doing. All right, guys, let's do this. I didn't say you were in the no, nude. I said I was no, in the nude. No. Nobody, nobody no, wants no, to no, see no, that. No, 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 no. You know, when oh, I wrote the book, I wrote the book like three and a half years ago, and I, it was a great accomplishment to be an author. I was proud of myself. I wanted to help everybody be an author. And that was a square peg in a round hole. I didn't know where I fit in that world, which is interesting because that's what I do as a virtual assistant. I'm actually a coach to help people get their books written. I, I manage people's book um, projects through a publishing company. So it, it's interesting that that ended up happening as a side note. But it just wasn't working for me. I created these huge meetup groups and nothing was going anywhere. So uh, my husband's best friend had a successful podcast and he's like, you should start a podcast and handed me a microphone. So I did. So the premise is exactly the same as my book. We talk a lot about who you are and what your struggle is. The Naked Podcast regime is actually different than the Naked Podcaster. The Naked Podcast is in the UK and it's two women who talk about sexual issues. I'm not wearing the scary mask. So um, no, he's talking about me. Oh, you? Yeah. Okay. If you want to be naked with your scary what? mask, that's fine. Do you, like, do you have a, a scary mask that you used to? No, I don't. So I wasn't trying to be okay. This is somebody who knows something that I don't. So the podcast is the same premise as my book. Basically, you're sharing your story of struggle, and then we figure out what tools you built in that—the who, what, when, where, how you got or continued to get through your struggle. Also, entrepreneurs, 100% of them somehow birth their business from their struggle. And I love to make that connection. So that's the Naked Podcaster. So you're bearing it all emotionally and I bear it all physically. Okay. And it is well, video. As of January of 2020, I went to video. And so, yeah, I'm well, naked. <laughs> well, and, and so the, the podcast is more of, of you trying to, to coach people what they're what they're going through. Is that is that correct? Not exactly. It's their, their past story of struggle. Generally, it's okay. not something more current. Although if it's somebody who has extreme anxiety, it's not like you wave a magic wand, it's one and done and yeah. you're good to go. So sometimes people are still continuing on with that struggle, um, but it's how they manage it, how they did in the past when it was really huge. For me, my struggle was growing up in dysfunction. Anything you imagine that a foster care went through, that's what okay. I grew up going through so that was just it was just one story and i love the story and and your your book your memoir and, and i feel memoir. like i've been saying it memoir my whole life and i and, oh god man, i've missed so many great opportunities to sound classy. <laughs> um, 
And and so your book, is that in that same vein as well then, that same idea? Yeah, I base the podcast off of how I wrote my okay. book. Okay. So, and in a way, when you come on with me in an hour, you're, you're writing your book in an hour. I mean, the podcast episode is sharing your story the same way I did in my book. So I know I'm a very different author from everyone else here today because I wrote about everyone before was talking about, you know, I've got to figure out the storyline. And I'm like, well, I was born. And then I ended it when I was 21. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, so. and it's, it's funny as I'm actually going to be, cause I, I've written, written only fiction so far. Writing. Yeah, there we go. Um, I've so you want a fiction. memoir now? <laughs> well, and you know, I'm actually kind of planning it out. I'm, I'm beginning the outline uh, right now in my head for, um, because I want to do it as a project in probably another two years, only I want to do it as an audio memoir. Mm. Um, so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll write the whole thing out, you know, in, in long form and then and then record it and kind of release it a little bit at, mm -hmm. at a time for people who are interested. But um, so I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to read that. I'm trying to pick up more and more memoirs um, now so that I can really understand how people write them and, and what seems to work and what doesn't, because some of them I'm just like, oh, this is... Uh, this is interesting, but it's just, it's kind of boring at the same time. But other times you get into it and like, okay, this, this person really has a background in writing and knows how to uh -huh. move this, even though it, even though it is, you know, talking uh, nonfiction about their own life. So, um, well, Christine, hey. I, I know you, we've had you I on be you. before, but, uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about who you are, what you write. Well, I am Christine Raymond and I have written, 16 books so far in multiple genres. I do have a little nonfiction book out. It's called Write Words, A Year in the Life of an Indie Author, which is about my first year as an indie author. And I, I glance through it every once in a while now, and it's it just like, <laughs> you know, what I thought I knew then and what I know now. Yeah. Um, my most recent was A Cozy Mystery. I, I started out writing romance, historical Western romance, and then I went into contemporary romance, and I wrote an erotic drama. And then I decided I really kind of needed a break and I decided to write a, uh, a thriller, except as I was writing it, it sort of made its way into a cozy mystery instead of a thriller. <laughs> and I decided I really, really liked that. And uh, so that is Finagle. And I'm working very slowly on the second book in that series because my time lately has become preoccupied with my podcast that I've had for a year and a half, and then the new podcast that I just launched yesterday. <laughs> and that just doesn't leave a lot of time for writing, and I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> you know, I mean, podcast, simple. You talk to somebody and you put it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. No one ever knows what goes into it in the oh, background. I know. I wish it was I that. I was editing an, an episode today that it's a phenomenal episode, but it was a really tough edit. There was, there was a lot of little stuff that had to be cut out. And so it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm on, on my computer for three hours staring at these yeah. audio files. Like, Oh my God, just kill me now. Just be done. But yeah. It's not easy. Somebody posted in a, uh, excuse me, in a, uh, a group the other day and they were commenting on a picture that someone else had posted where somebody's sitting in a computer editing a podcast. And the comment was, do people really spend time editing their podcasts? I'm like, well, I do. I mean, it can take me anywhere from two to four hours to edit a 25 minute podcast. And that's just taking out the ums, taking out the the big gaps of empty space and maybe doing something with, you know, if there's a lot of background noise. I mean, I don't really cut out big portions of it because I, I like my show to be 
as natural as if it were live. I just like to have the option to cut out the, the ums or the the dog barking in the background or something like that. Right. And everyone has their own unique um. That's that's a, an interesting thing too. And then today I had uh, I was I was fishing for the elusive ands or um ands. And the, mm -hmm. that little combination, they're they're great. I mean, it's like a little, like two little Ds stuck together. It's it's awesome. Yeah, special. Well, and you can, when you're looking at the uh, the audio files, I can always spot an um before I hear it, mm -hmm. just by how it looks on the on the audio file. Oh yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's where I play with with Christine Raymond. That's my audio podcast. I chat with other authors about their books and their writing. And I had Jen on the show, and actually Jason, you're coming up later this year and may right yeah, um, it's a lot of fun it's very very casual and authors get to just be themselves and i released two new episodes every wednesday and then yesterday was the premiere of the felonious scribe which i co-host mm -hmm. with author don hosmer and that is a mystery based show where viewers send us in a question like yesterday's question was, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it was, how do people as nice as you write such heinous bad guys and how do you sleep at night? Uh, <laughs> and I love so it. We, uh, we spent, you know, about 20 minutes chatting about that and did the show and it's, it's just really a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell, very big nutshell, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's like a walnut. Yeah, well, those are the ones, right? it's like a coconut, you know. <laughs> uh, well, everybody knows everything there is to know about me, but Shane and Katie, I mean, Katie, you could pantomime. Um, do you guys have <laughs> anything you want to mention at the, the start of the show today? Well, our, our book Beneath got almost into, it, it was in the 200s on all of Amazon store and in the, the number two awesome. spot for a couple days. Um, because of a book bub ad. <laughs> hey, congrats. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, yep, we, we made a bestseller tag on Barnes and Noble and number four on Sweet. iTunes. So, That's so we did really well with Beneath. So, Great job, you two. And so the that cover. Was like, yes. The, covers, the cover is <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> and um, then on April 1st, I have Spindle coming out, which is the seventh book in the Fractured Fairy Tale series. Hmm. So. I really dig that series because you get nice little bite-sized stories and you know the story behind the story. Seeing it in a new twist is always fun. Yes. Thank you very much. Can Am I still completely breaking up? No, you're not too bad. You're, you're a little bit warbly, but I can understand you. Sorry, I'm, I'm over here um, trying to look up uh, Jen's podcast. It looks like there's a YouTube channel and, and there's the audio podcast. Is that right? Everything's on the YouTube channel. Um, oh, okay. I mean, oh. basically, I'm on 34 platforms, so you can find me oh. anywhere and the, oh, cool. my website. That's awesome. So, yeah, if the Naked are, Podcaster. Yeah. Shoot us a link, and we'll make sure it's into this, the description for YouTube. Cool. The, you want the YouTube link? Yeah. Sure. Link YouTube. You want us to sure. <laughs> sorry, Katie, you're broken up again. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, I'm like, so I don't know how to answer. I'm so I'm sorry. feeling a lot of pressure about that. We, we, we heard. Uh, uh, I'm going to try back out and come back in. You guys have fun. I'll... Yeah, get, okay. get out of here. Come back. Come back later. Well, 
guys, it's it's not a show unless we have some kind of technical difficulties, right? Really? I know, I know. That's it's, right. Oh. You're right. All right. So, uh, so Lauren Feria was asking uh, what editing software we use. Um, I personally have used several different ones. You know, I'm on a Mac. It comes with GarageBand. So if you're in a pinch, you can use GarageBand. I like Audacity, though. Um, what about you, Jen? What do you use? Pro Tools? Or? I used Adobe Audition when it was an audio podcast, but I also have a Mac. So now that the podcast is video, I'm using iMovie. Oh, wow. And I just decided from the beginning, one, because I couldn't afford to hire somebody to do editing. It's really expensive. And video editing is a whole nother level. And also because I was cool with the, I like the straight run, like Christine was saying. So yeah, I could nitpick it to death and pick stuff out of it. I just decide not to. So, I mean, basically I do a straight run and unless you, I've had people change diapers on the podcast. I've had somebody, (laughs) that was the most unique. I've had someone um, who, you know, had somebody ring the doorbell with a delivery. If something like that happens, I'm absolutely, I mark the time and I cut that out. But unless it's something like that, my podcast is a straight shot. I put the intro on that I pre-record I pre-record the intro, guys. I pre-record the intro. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, you're live. So actually, you wouldn't be able to do that the same way. But I just, I add my intro. I clean it up in iMovie and I upload it. I, it's pretty raw. So from somebody from, someone from an editing standpoint, it, it would drive them crazy. But, you know, it's, it's so expensive. Or it's so time consuming that it wasn't worth it. It was either have the podcast or drive myself nuts. And I would rather have the podcast. So, yeah. Well, and, I, and with, with spilling ink, we, that's how we do it. I mean, it's, it's recorded live. So it just, it just goes out as it is. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the other show that I do unafraid, it'll be, um, it'll, it'll be a guest speaker. That's, that's telling their kind of a lot of times their life story. And I will actually insert little bits of, uh, of narration here and there in it. So I do need to go through a lot more thorough, unfortunately, because it takes a lot of time, but, um, but you know, it's just kind of a, a fun project too. So even if I am spending a few hours on the couch doing it in the end, I'm like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm really happy with that turned out, but I'll I'll tell you what, I am so happy that we do this live now and, and just put it out the way it is because it's like, wow, you know, we can enjoy ourselves without, you know, mm-hmm. fighting back and forth throughout the weekend. Okay, who's going to edit it this week? <laughs> right. I use Audacity every- for the audio podcast, and I, I really like that. And Mo- then- that's probably what I would have used if I hadn't used Audition. Yeah, and then I just taught myself how to use After Effects for the video. Oh. And that was actually to create the graphic for the video. The, the video that uh, Don and I did together actually had no editing at all. We just did a straight run. I just put the intro and the closing credits on it Okay. in, in um, After Effects. But yeah, making that graphic was pretty cool. I had fun with that. I was proud of that. Well, and, and After Effects is one that I'd love to get. I have a Final, or a Final Cut Pro on, mm. on this just because years and years ago, I... I bought it for 300 bucks because we, we needed it for a work project for Heather's uh, studio. Um, and so I had it. And I was like, well, I'll just use this family videos that we make and everything like that. And it's a really cool program. But I'll tell you what, if you're if you're just getting into doing something for video or just want something that's simple and easy, man, um, iMovie really does. The yeah, work. it does it. It, it, it works. And um, 
But After Effects is something that I would like. I just can't afford it just yet. <laughs> they had a really great um, Black Friday sale last year. That's Ooh. the only oh, reason I got okay. it. They offered a the 20 app um, set for like one price. And it was only like 150 bucks more than if than what Whoa. Photoshop was alone. Okay. So, yeah, it it, it was really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a good deal. Unless you're really getting into editing sound or video, if you um, if if you're not like an engineer, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, there's a level like you are. I would never use everything in GarageBand, and it's totally overwhelming. So it just didn't make sense for me to go in that direction at all. I'm not. I'm not that picky one, which is, I mean, that that's a good and a bad thing, but also I don't want to learn that level. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the, they're big programs. So I think people like get the big program cause it's the one that they should get, or it's the most popular and they pay for it. And it's so completely overwhelming. Oh yeah. So I went, that's why I went with uh, Adobe audition. It was really simple to learn on and it did everything, uh, yeah. Well, did everything that I used to have Final Cut too, but mostly for scripting. But oh. it's on my old defunct computer. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the cool the cool thing now is that I mean, with at least with with Apple stuff, and I think most PC stuff as well. Once you buy it now, I mean, you can you can download it to whatever machine you want in the future. You know, as you as you move on. So it's like, okay, well, I spent three hundred bucks on this what eight years ago. I'm still using it today. It's not too terrible. And... Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they're they're such big problems. Just like Photoshop, my my wife is a professional photographer. She is mm -hmm. an expert with Photoshop, but she still maybe only uses ten percent of what that program oh, can yeah. do. They're just, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, there's so behemoths. much. <laughs> uh, I will admit, I was really sad though when Windows got rid of Windows Movie Maker because I used that was that a good a program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. I think Not my cat just. No. I think, <laughs> I was going to hit mute. Wrong button. So, oh, I, I thought my cat kicked you out. Sorry about that. No, no, that was me. I, I moved oh. the mouse and it went over the wrong thing. I'm like, oh. don't touch it. Well, Mike, Mike, asked, Mike Feria asked me something. That sounds pretty cool, Jason. I'd like to see some of those. Are any available? I'm not sure. That was Mike, for your podcast. Oh, Unafraid. Mike, just type in Unafraid into whatever you listen to podcasts on. You'll see it's it's a little um, a little square pride flag and it says unafraid uh, across it. But uh, yeah, there's uh, I will warn you, man. The the shows on there are um, are very very intense. They are they're not goofy funny shows. They're you know people who have lived through some some real darkness in there. They're talking about it. So um, so yes, it's not not a lighthearted show. Just to, just to warn you going in. Yeah, mine's not really. I mean, I think we have fun and it is. There's a lot about it that's lighthearted. But you know, if I have a guest, the hardest guest for me or the most difficult guest was the woman who told me how starting at age nine, her dad raped her until she was twenty. I mean, like we talk about the toughest stuff in people's lives. That's what I talk about. I'm interviewing you on that and how you got through that. And so, you know, whether it's an eating disorder it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, it's tough stuff. And really I, we try to laugh a lot, even in the midst of all of that and really focus on the positives that came out of a super negative situation, but, and mine's explicit. It's explicit for content. It's explicit because I let people swear. We're talking about crap like that. You can swear. So I don't, you know, well, and so 
Jen, it's it's one of those kinds of things when you're when you're tell, talking about stories of trauma, um, mm -hmm. like like you are, or, or on my show, there's a, there's a lot of trauma. There's there's a lot of uh, bigotry and hatred that that has happened to a lot of the people that come on. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Um, you know, it is a special show to me, but I, I think that these are the things that are the most important things to mm -hmm. talk about because it lets other people hear or see those stories um, in. You know, so not only are we bringing them to light, but, you know, for the LGBTQ community, we're also normalizing these stories for anyone else that might hear it. So that you yep. know, if you're walking down the street and you see someone that's not quite like you or doesn't have the, the same lifestyle as you, you're not you're not freaking out. And you know that you can behave like a respectful human, um, you know, just like someone who's experienced a trauma. You need to treat them with respect and as any fellow human should. But so I think those are very important things, even though they may be difficult to um, to talk about or to, to hear a lot of times. Um, now, why does your why does your YouTube profile say "Mom of 18"? Do you have 18 children? I do have 18 children. Yes, my website's momof18.com. Oh, yeah, I have 18 goodness. children. See, we didn't even. <laughs> I'm here because I'm an author. <laughs> you have to listen to her, her episode on my show, and then you'll hear all that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. Okay. Yes, I have 18 children. We have 18 kids. Yep. And okay. my, my website's momof18.com. So the podcast is there. Information about the book is there. I've had a blog for eight and a half years. Um, yeah. Yep. 18 kids. That's all. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's a beautiful, a beautiful cover photo. I Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. I use that one on everything. It was um, three and a half years ago. It was Christmas time. So maybe Maybe it's been four years. I don't know. I will probably never use a different one. One, because there's 14 kids in that picture and getting that many together is nearly impossible. And also I lost one of my sons that's in that picture. So he can't be in another picture ever. Um, he went missing seven months after that picture was taken. So, you know, the, the photo means a lot to me for several different reasons. And, and uh, yeah, momof18.com. Yeah. Who just put that up? Oh, just random, yeah. random. <laughs> like, um, I'm seeing the blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's mom of one eight, mom of one eight.com. Yep. Wow. Yep. You can find it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, that was writing my book. I did foster care for 12 years and then I worked in the foster care industry and I related to those kids because there's nothing they've been through that I didn't. So, you know, my story was pretty tough, like a lot of people, not more or less so than anyone else's, but it's mine. And when I uh, wrote the book, you know, it was just about that and um, about my struggle. But definitely you can tell from my story why I wanted to do foster care. And we have five adopted and five kids that aged out. And I had four biological. And then I was divorced and I met my husband and he had four kids and his wife had died. So... We have eight biological, but, you know, four are his and four are mine. And uh, we don't talk stepkids and foster kids and adopted kids and long-term kids. But to break it down, yeah, that's how it goes. So wow. 18 of them. Wow. And I thought four yeah. was a lot. <laughs> it is. It's not a competition. One's a lot. It doesn't matter. We're not. And you know, I. I mean, I want to say this because somebody made a comment the other day. Like people are churning out books like crazy. What's the matter with me? Well, I've written one, and I'm working on number two. I wrote one in two months, and number two is taking. I don't know how long it's going to take, but not two months because I passed that. 
So here's the thing. It's not a competition that Jane right. wrote 17 or Christine wrote 20 or like, right. it's not, you're an author or you're, you're, you're an author, right? And right. you're a parent, you're, it doesn't, you have a podcast. It, it doesn't make any difference. And the less we think about it as a competition and more as a resource for each other, the better off we'd be. I mean, if you have four kids and think you can't talk to me because I have 18, I've had more times to fail. That that's basically I've figured out a lot of stuff because I've had way more opportunity to fail at things and fail forward and really try to do a great job. Same thing with the podcast, same thing with the book. So, you know, saying, oh, you've written so many books, you know, I'm such a failure because I haven't. That's kind of a load of crap. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, I'm pretty mouthy. But I I, uh, no, no, no. Um, I, I was listening to a, a show a couple weeks back. Um, it's a show by uh, Carrie Ann Stewart, and I, I can't quote her verbatim, and I, I won't try because I'll completely mess it up. But it, it was it was all about shame, um, yeah. and how we how we we judge other people, and how much we can shame, shame them to determine our own self worth a lot of time, and how that's that's a process that we can stop by actively not doing that in our brains. By you know, okay, well. This person is worse than me because they've done this or they do this or they believe that. And it's kind of the opposite of what you were just saying about, you know, this person has this much stuff and I don't. But, you know, we there's a lot of bad habits going on in our brains that we, mm -hmm. we can all certainly work on. But uh, yes, and, and Jane, your 60 books are intimidating. They are. <laughs> they are. I, I will. <laughs> I, let me Hey, Cause I cause just remind me any better than John. <laughs> What's that? It does not make me better any better than you. We're writers, right? You know? Well, it's different, right? It, and I write fiction. I have written yeah. a fictionalized memoir, but not, you know. <laughs> so, and I have one sex scene written for a potential fiction. Or not. It might be. <laughs> I don't know. I am naked on my podcast. So. Yeah, let, me, let me let me scroll through these YouTube videos and see that. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, so if I wanted to expand that, I would contact one of you guys because you're automatically a resource yeah, for me. Absolutely. And if we see each other more, more like the I, I'm mom of 18, I'm a resource if you're a parent. I can guarantee I'm a resource. Yes, my oldest biological daughter is 28 on April 8th. And I've been doing this for a really long time. And I'm, you know what I mean? I'm good. We have cookies. I just, I'm sorry. I was distracted by the, the squirrel moment just happened. Like cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we have cookies. Like, I didn't get, I didn't get any cookie. <laughs> Lord, all I can do is the chat today. So. I just like yeah. to remind myself that like, Parker Lee had only put out one book up until a couple of years ago or last year. She's an author. She had one book, To Kill a Mockingbird. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it doesn't really matter how many you have out or what you do. or Right. It, it, and we all take the same steps to get there. We all sit down and pour our hearts out onto the page. Yeah, right. you know, exactly. But the comment about I only have four kids was great because somebody made a comment about, you know, not being good enough because they haven't written as many books as Jane or as Christine. And I'm like, I wrote one and I'm just as good. I just haven't written as many. I'm still an right. author. Right. <laughs> We're all in the same category. Yeah. But you make a really, really good point, though. Okay. 
you make a real point though about yeah, resources. Yeah. yeah, we're resources and, for each other. And I can tell you, I to Jane probably weekly. Yeah, and ask her to soundboard for for stories I'm running into problems with because she has written so many and she's an excellent resource. Right. Yeah, and you know, worst case scenario, when you reach out to somebody to be a resource. And they're not able to help you or not willing to help you or whatever the situation is. There are others. There are others. It's just looking at it completely not as a competition, right. not as a, I'm not as good as or good enough. That's just such crap. Or yeah. I'm better than anybody else. Right. It goes that way too. Yeah. No one is better than anybody else. No. No one, no one is less than anyone else. That's so true. So we're just, we're, we're very different. So yeah, I have 18 kids. That's it. So I'm that crazy. Being <laughs> like resource. Like, you have time to write a single book with these. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about time a little bit. Can we? People, are, <laughs> people ask me how I do. I run. I ran seven miles this morning. How I got up at six. I get up at 430 during the week. I do it because I love it and it's a priority and I want to. And I think we prioritize the things that are important. We were pre-gaming and talking about how, you know, everybody want, is binging Netflix and talking about that because those people that have that are not able to work right now during this whole crisis have a lot of time on their hands. Guys, like time is the biggest gift you can ever. You can't. That's the biggest gift you can ever get. So it's not about how much time or I'm overwhelmed with time. It's what you want to do with that time. And if you want to write a book now is the time because you have the time right mm -hmm. so um that's a big deal how do i have the time we carve it out i don't watch tv almost ever we haven't had cable for years i'm a minimalist so i have to clean less i mean whatever my priorities are or your priorities are it allows us to do the things that are the most important to us and we all have time to do the things that are the most important to us so I think it's a matter of determining what's the most important and carving out the time because we do it. That's how I wrote my book. That's how you've written 17 and worked a full-time job. Preach. <laughs> so I, uh, sorry, I'm very soapboxy, but I mean, really there's no excuse. If I can do it, you can do it. If Jane could do it, you could do it. If Christine yeah. did it, you can do it. So it's, that's just the way it is. You have to prioritize it. And if you need, uh, time management skills, all of us probably have a great take on how we managed our time to be able to do those things. So hmm. I, like I don't edit podcasts. I don't take the time. <laughs> like it's, I'm not that picky and it's not worth my time. I don't do it. You know, I like it. <laughs> yes. You could you could host the whole the whole show, Jen. I, I'm I sorry. Like I'm sorry. It's great. No, it's great. No, these are things this, that we need to hear. Well, we absolutely need our audience to hear these things. Yeah. People asked where the extroverted authors were, and I'm like, what are there? Like, there's Jane and I. We're in. That's it. We've arrived. Yeah, I, I, you know, I had 18 kids. I did a lot of time management stuff. You build a skill set when you work a corporate job, which I also did. And you kind of compile those. It's the same thing as the podcast. What tools have you built in your toolbox? And if you're not good at time management, then talk to somebody who is because they'll help you 
map something out that works for you where you get to write that book or start that podcast. And there's so many resources that can be overwhelming when you're trying to be the Google master, but somebody like Christine or myself or Jason who has a podcast, I could tell you in five minutes how to start a podcast. We just talked about what we use for editing. Um, it doesn't have to be that hard if you look at people as resources and and you carve out the time because it's just important. 20 minutes stints is a great idea with time management. Well, and, and Julia actually um, hosts a lot of, of sprints. She actually she just uh, stayed with me for a week, uh, my family and I, and it was, it was great because she got me writing again. I hadn't written in over a month. I was in such a slump, and she was like, "Okay, well, today at uh, you know two o'clock, we're doing a twenty minute sprint." And I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'll try that," and it worked out fine. And then the next day, she was like, "Okay, we're doing this today." And so if you uh, if anyone wants, if you just put into Facebook "Flight of Furies," um, and Flight of Furies, and uh, it's it's just a group that uh, that Julia and Three Furies runs, and uh, they do sprints all the time, and it's just a great way to okay, you know, maybe there's a few other people on here writing for ten or twenty minutes with me, and yeah. you can't you can't see them, but it's like a little bit of camaraderie and a little yeah. bit of a group effort. It feels like and so. anybody who has a competitive spirit <laughs> likes sprints. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Have, I, it's <laughs> I'm not competitive, but I love accountability. It makes yeah. me feel like I made an appointment and it's okay if it's an appointment with myself. I mean, I have my running on my calendar and I've run the same schedule for over five years, but it's on my calendar. So mm -hmm. it's an accountability issue too, but competitiveness is really good. Yes. Yeah, I'm not I, I, I do have a little bit of a competitive. Oh, I, I maybe just a little. <laughs> I'm not competitive at all, but I find that I work better if I do set the alarm on my phone, whether it's for 20 minutes, 45 minutes, and then just focus on that one task and don't go down any rabbit holes. Don't get distracted by somebody Facebook. sending me a message or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm going to edit for, for an hour. I set the timer for an hour. And then whether I'm finished or not, when that timer goes off, I get up, I move around, get something to yep. drink, and then come back and, and either finish it or do another task for a set period of time. That's how I work the best. <laughs> Katie. These are see? great ideas. Yes. Did you see the picture that Rebecca just sent you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, she didn't send it to me, so I'm I, like. I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll like show you, okay? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. Oh. I need your information. If only. <laughs> Take it on my show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Richard White. Anyone else working on a pandemic storyline dystopian? Oh, I can't read it here. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, so we've got two of them here. We got Richard White wants to know if anybody is writing a, a pandemic dystopian story time autobiography at this point. Not yet, nope. but I'm. We'll see how this all plays out in a couple months. And then we have another runner here. Man, these runners are crazy. Oh my goodness! Yay! We need to go running. Have, speaking of running, have you read the memoir um, "Is My Crazy Showing" by Lee Baker? Uh -uh. Oh my God, that was her her whole memoir on how she got ready for a marathon, <laughs> and it is it is probably one of the funniest things I've read. And it deals with she's a high high anxiety person too. Okay. So Jason, you would you would probably sit there laughing your you know 
tail off. <laughs> but yeah, running. <laughs> I tried to join the group, but if there were questions, the, the Facebook group, the Flight of Furies, um, if there were yeah. questions, somehow that went away. So it's pending with just my name. And I don't answer questions, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I don't know what I did or... I don't know. Maybe Julia, if you could look look into what she's dealing with with Flight of Furies, <laughs> she's in charge of that. I yeah, I don't know about what happened there. Sorry about that. Oh, Mike, no, man, you can't slow down because no. you think it's the end of the world. You got to quick get it out before the world ends. What's really funny though is is again my writing has been slow but just because i've been busy with the podcast but somebody posted on facebook that uh, their characters have been in self quarantine for a while <laughs> it's like i like that one that's what yeah. i really use <laughs> well, see i i kind of feel like uh, does anyone remember that movie troy with Brad Pitt and Orlando oh, yes. Bloom great that's yeah. such a fun movie everyone was so gorgeous in that movie really right um but um i i, I kind of feel like achilles did where i just i want to be remembered for something i'm that person so it's like mm -hmm. i gotta keep putting out books until i get one that people are just gonna remember yeah so oh really yeah yeah i need that katie too i could see that hand up <laughs> i don't know i just I, yeah i guess i don't I like the, the validation, but I don't need it. Oh, I yeah, I, I think so that's the extrovert. <laughs> that's yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I want to know that if I put in the time and the effort, I made a difference to one person. Right. And I mean, that was it. That, that was it. That was my whole premise. Like if I make someone else's, journey a little bit easier it was more than worth it and that's the same thing with the podcast because i'm just one story so if you get a myriad of different stories about people's struggles i have a higher likelihood of making someone else's journey a little bit easier and that's we're all so unique you know yeah yeah so. i'm sorry can you hear my cat yes no I if i if i focus on it I thought it was a kid, actually. Well, he thinks he's a kid, and I think I'm going to have to let him in the room. <laughs> Baron, be quiet. Mm. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> oh. Oh, so Katie, what are we talking about today? I mean, we've got 19 minutes left. <laughs> well, we talked about books. Let's talk about uh, how to cope with uh, the pandemic. Ooh, How yes. is everybody coping? Well, I, we are all going a little stir crazy at my house. Is anybody else going stir crazy? No, not remotely. No? No. no. A, little, a little bit because I'm used to at least getting out and, and, and having some other human connections. But, but the reason I'm here is keeping me here because it's saving lives. Yeah. And that's the positive of all of this, you know, we're going David crazy. That earlier, you know, he's going stir crazy out where he is. Cause I think he's on lockdown, which is a little different than all of us. And I'm like, well, you know, find the fun and find the positive and everything and try to 
try to let the negative of the news that's hitting you in your face every moment you turn it on not get inside your head. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's just my advice from one extrovert. <laughs> I was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years, and then I went back corporate for over a decade, and then I launched my business four years ago, and I've worked from home. So I'm used to being at home, and I was used to being at home with my kids. I homeschooled them. We're planning that we'll have to homeschool, online school, the rest of this year. So I, you know, I contacted my daughter who's in fourth grade, contacted the teachers. I made sure I have all the stuff. We're setting up a plan. I had her write her own calendar. <clears throat> and my daughter, who's a senior in high school that's home, she's been online schooling. So I think, again, it's just a lot of perspective and attitude. Um, I walk our dog every single day. So we're outside and our, our backyard is huge and we're right next to this, um, like park that no one is ever at. And so I think just getting outside until we're told that we can't, I'm going outside every day. I'm not around people, but I'm going outside right. every day. Yeah. And when that, when that closes in a little bit and it gets more difficult um, and I'm assuming that will happen, I think we're just mentally preparing for that incrementally, but yeah, I just, I'm one of those people that it doesn't serve anything to get super upset about it. So how can I best serve myself and everyone else? And that's by just rolling with it. So we're trying to make it fun and at working from home, like Christine and I were talking about before. Um, I'm used to doing that, but also there are a lot of companies that are out of necessity going online and they're not sure how to. And I, th that's what I've done the last four years. I do admin for, companies and I do it from home. So it's like, Hey, we've got this. It's like, how do I edit a podcast? Okay. I'll show you how to do this. It's not that hard. So I think people can use this as an opportunity of a lot of positivity in a very chaotic time where you can learn one new skills and two, how to do business in a different way when, when possible. And, um, there, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of positive things that we can get out of it, I think. And so, for me, I'm like, oh, great. There are so many opportunities. This is so fun, I, you know, but I think it is perspective and attitude and and uh, and then what you're doing with your time. So if you have extra time, that's a gift. Say thank you and decide what you want to do with it. And if it's business, find resources and move forward. The online world has been so positive and so explosive this last week. It's really encouraging to me. I think it's really excellent. I'm kind of a hermit anyway. I mean, we were talking about it before. Honestly, I only leave like once a month and that's to do my grocery shopping. And I have enough food in the house that I didn't need to do that this month. So I really don't mind staying home. And again, I've got so much to do that. Yeah, I'm sort of picking up the negative vibes if I stay on Facebook too long or, or you know, start reading too many news articles. But I just... I can't worry about what I can't do anything about. So all I can do is, is not be out in public, not put anybody at risk. The rest of it, I can't, I can't right. do anything about. So I'm really trying not to, not to get caught up in the whole, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world panic. You know, for me, for me, life's the same as it was. And I'm, I mean, I'm thankful for that. 
You know, I know a lot of people have are, are dealing with a lot of stuff and, you know, being out of work, not sure if not sure if they, they're going to have a job to go back to, because especially like for restaurant people, right? restaurants are closed for yeah. a long time. They may not be able to reopen. Right. You know, and and, and things like that. So I, I just count my blessings that I am where I'm at and things are OK. And and I just hope everybody, you know, stays healthy. There was a um, a local radio station here that started, they have started in the morning highlighting locally owned, family owned restaurants, uh, non-chains in the Reno area, because yes, they've had to cut back a lot. They're on a skeleton crew, but you can still do pickup orders. And so I was like, see, like this is the community coming together and doing shout outs for people who could otherwise lose their businesses. And I think that there's going to be a lot of that. And that's traumatic and sad. Batman. Um, it's Batman. You've never seen Batman and I in the room together. So you can't prove it's not me. So that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just saw a comment and answered. Um, it was my Halloween costume one year. This is my Halloween. This is the whole thing. That's it. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, I, I, there are going to be a lot of companies that shut down and it is tragic. It's also, I can't, we can't avoid that, but we can do things to build each other up. And when I heard that about restaurants that are local, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do takeout now because I get to help in some small way, you know? And so I think you need to look for those opportunities um, as they pop up um, and just uh, in every opportunity, if you have time on your hands, I just saw a listing there, a company looking for people to read books and screenplays and rate them. And that's that time maybe better spent than Netflix binging. So there are unique and odd opportunities coming up that, um, haven't been the way, that way before. And people just didn't have the time to do them. And now you do. So. Huh. Well, and speaking of having time, uh, Joshua Pantelaresco, uh, host of the Just Joshing podcast, who is who is wonderful, was uh, commenting and asking what everyone has been reading um, on this quarantine time. Is anyone uh, doing any any fun reading? I'm rereading The Stand by Stephen King. <laughs> I, I love that book. I loved the miniseries, and it just seemed kind of appropriate. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And I've, I've read, uh, actually read two Nora Roberts books, uh, year one and then, uh, or is year one or year zero. And then the, and then the next book, uh, blood and bone. And b both of those are kind of, uh, post-apocalyptic because a, uh, <laughs> a crazy plague has wiped everybody out. So, um, those are pretty good. I I've been reading a flutter of darkness. Ooh, nice, nice. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, between writing or, or, or whatever I've been doing lately, <laughs> I've been picking that up, yes. Well, cool. <laughs> They're not as scary as your stories, but I, no, I, but I tried. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Katie and Jen? Katie, you don't have time to read. What about you, Jen? <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I downloaded uh, one of Christine and one of Jane's books when we were doing our pre-gaming conversation. Um, I support every one of my podcast guests. I've had over 150 and any of them that are authors, I, most of them don't have as many books. I mean, I was like, hey, Jane and Christine, if I'm downloading one book, what one should it be? <laughs> um so those will be one of the next books. I, you know what? I can't keep track. Actually, I'm usually reading a couple at the same time. Um, I am rereading Slight Edge 
right now. So I can rotate between books. And I'm also reading a book called um, Pussy, a Reclamation. So that one's really good. And uh, yeah, I, I rotate through. And like I said, I've taken opportunities where you can read and write screenplays and books. So I'll read anything that anybody sends to me. And uh, I send my book to anybody who wants it. So, I mean, I'd love a copy of it. Yeah, I'll send a PDF to anybody who wants one. Sweet. Speaking sweet. of that, a lot of uh, authors have, have banded together to offer up as many free books. We are as just they the can. chattiest bunch tonight. <laughs> Joshua, just get in touch with me. Yes. Go ahead, Katie. We are chatty. Can you guys hear me, or am I still completely? Oh no, we can hear you. We, okay, so I, we were we were pretending that whole time. Katie Katie. I can't hear Katie at all. Ooh, okay. Oh, I can hear her fine. Wait, talk. Speak. All right, I'm speaking. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can. Trying to read lips, but nope. <laughs> can you I hear can that? hear you. I'll put it in the comments. Yeah, no, I can hear you. But say it too. <laughs> so can I. Okay, <laughs> so what I was saying is there's a lot of authors that have been coming out lately um, in the last week and just offering a lot of their books for free or using their, their Amazon free days to make sure that their books are available for people to download and read. Yep. And I've put a list together and I welcome other authors to send me their books um, on katiesalitis.com right there on the front page. If you have a free book or a deal, send it to me. I'll put it on my front page. That way we can share, you know, more reads with other people who are all trapped inside right now. Yep. That's Rebecca. I'll do that. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, you can capitalize on a lot of coaching programs right now. Um, I took, I've wanted to take this coaching program at $700 and I've, I've known about it for like two and a half years. I don't know how much, how that much time went by, but it wasn't $700 I needed to spend. So I didn't. And I just saw a post like, Hey, I'm offering for everybody for free. And I was like, yes, you know what I mean? So like, you're gonna, there are look at the coaches that are your favorite coaches or people that you follow um authors a lot of people in this time i mean willie nelson concerts you know there's all kinds of stuff out there um to really help support and uplift people so i love that you're doing that katie there's a website called uh, coursera where you can take yeah. free college courses from like all different schools i did that Even yeah. ivy league schools they they offer them so yeah i mean this is a really great opportunity especially if you're you're either in a job that you don't like or there's the risk that you may lose your job or you just want to do something different it's like now's the time to learn you you have the time i think everybody's kind of still shell-shocked a little bit and it's kind of like when you get those unexpected snow days and it's like okay let's stay at home in our pajamas and and binge watch netflix or whatever and, and that's okay, maybe for a couple of days, but we could be facing this long term. So you, you, you can't do that for the next weeks, months, however long this is. It's like you, this is an opportunity to do something else. Yep. What, whether it's, you know, a new hobby or, or take courses or, and, and it doesn't have to cost money right now because so many of these companies are offering free programs and, I mean, you can you can study the the, the artists. I read one of the French museums is is yes. streaming the art. They are. And there's several museums. Yep. You know, Broadway plays. Uh, one of uh, um, see, I can't remember any of these 
sites, but I've I read that um, one of them is is live streaming like all these Broadway plays and stuff. So, I mean, and if you're not into that, there, there's the equivalent for anything out there. It's there. Man, y'all are some motivated people, aren't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, the other thing that I would encourage people to do is um, – really look around at what essential services are or essential jobs are because there's a stigma about going to college and getting your degree. And I'm not anti that, but I'm not necessarily pro that either because we've gotten away from how important and well-paying um, vocational jobs are. And now that we're looking at this, this situation from a different light and the people that are essential services, my, my brother-in-law is a long haul truck driver and they can't give him enough hour. You know what I mean? Like, right. and you know, I think it's just a good opportunity to recognize in in times of distress, the dental office is closing down. My dental office is closing down, but the long haul truckers are, can't get enough hours. Just be aware of um, who, yeah, I know there's a lot of essential service now, but it's, it's getting less and less. And uh, just look at who they are. We need to thank them. And, you know, it shifted how my, some of my, barely adult kids are looking at going to college like what you were saying christine you can actually do something else and what do you want to do in a space that's changed quite a bit right right and and the thing about it is too i i believe that when this is over and different companies see how how productive people were from working at home because yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of people, they do still have their jobs. They're just doing it in their basements or their living rooms or the bedrooms or whatever. Right. I really think that 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 shift is kind of going to stick. And I think that mm -hmm. there are going to be a lot more at home jobs. And it, it just, I don't know. I, I guess this is something bad that's happened to us but you really have to look at the good that can come out of it and things are going to change i mean but change is inevitable too it, it, things change nothing stays the same and i think that's why we react the way we do when when there's this huge shakeup like this because you know we go through our lives and we we expect everything day to day to day and then all of a sudden something big happens and sometimes it's just something that happens to us like an illness or a car accident or you know the rest of the world goes on and you're laid up with a broken leg in this case it's encompassing the rest of the world but it's we're gonna get through it <laughs> you know history has shown that our our ancestors went through plagues and survived and and i mean it's it's going to be different, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a bad different. That's how I feel about it, too. And we have a lot of positive comments here, too. Joshua had a couple. There's, I mean, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It means no. that it's going to be, I have a 100% success rate of getting through my worst days. 100% I've gotten through them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, one, you know, just look for the things in there. And like you said, you could learn a totally new skill. You can take classes that you've wanted to for years that you couldn't afford or didn't have the time for. So I think there's a lot of really incredible things that are happening. And um, a lot of camaraderie, people are really coming together in unique and different ways. So that's, well, there's I some really good things. Yeah. What yeah. Lauren had just said, I believe yeah. that too. Me too. I believe that too, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think ultimately we only like change when we're the ones that 
initiate it, no one likes change thrust upon them. It's like the whole thing, you know, again, you know, I, I like staying at home. I don't, I don't like going out and socializing, but now that I'm kind of being told that I shouldn't go out and socialize, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't no, like that so you. much. I'm, my routine has changed, but it's like, oh, come on, you know, but so people have that adjustment period when all of a sudden change is thrust upon them. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's scary. I'm not saying it that is. it's not oh, it scary is. or uncertain yeah. or chaotic or nerve wracking or there aren't things that I'm concerned about. I'm saying right. set that aside. And what can we do that was that's better? How can we make this better or utilize every good thing in it? And so, mm -hmm. like, look at us being resources. What? Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that there's a lot of museums. I saw an article and because I'm going to be online schooling, which I'm actually excited about. We've talked about it for a couple of years. Well, this is forcing us to make that decision, isn't it? All right. Again, I guess we're homeschooling again. So, uh, you know, I mean, there there are museums that are doing online. There's just so much out there that we can do. So and thankfully, yeah. we have this online presence and community. Exactly able to at least get some interaction with um that helps a great a lot, deal. A lot. if you yeah. have a school I mean, there's so children. much we can take advantage of yeah. now that even 20 years ago we couldn't if this had happened 20 years ago right so there yeah so many opportunities on a, a shout out to if you have school-age children in elementary school there is a local Vegas author and mom. She runs a YouTube channel called Science Mom, and she is amazing. And she is doing quarantine every single day, <laughs> little math and science lessons on YouTube that are geared towards elementary age students. And it's Yay, great. Thank you. See, I mean, I we are resources for each other. We need to use the, each other that way, you know. So now I, didn't I have. Hear a bit <laughs> I don't now know I have a science thing. You can oh, talk there's about a, Haiti and I can't hear it at all. <laughs> there's a YouTube channel from a woman in Vegas called Science Mom, and she does science stuff every single day for kids with with people with elementary school kids. So I don't know where Jason went. Yeah, he know. just disappeared. So I I'm just got my low battery out. Uh, signal on my phone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, we are actually at one hour, so we're at the end of our regular show time. And uh, I know you can't hear me, Kristen, but thank you guys for being here today. And we would love to have you back. So anytime that you'd want to come back on, just shoot us a message and we'll get you on the schedule. Yeah. Jane, is there anything you want to say? No, just thank you for coming on. And, and I, I think hopefully we help some people get get out of their own heads today. So. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. It's always fun. To thanks. It's been show. really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are a two-hour special. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, if my internet was working properly. <laughs> I need, to, okay, I need we'll you to translate. <laughs> we'll be if back. Internet was working properly. She yes, can do it two hours. Yeah. You guys remember, hit the like button, share, and we'll see you again next week on Saturday. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.